Uncovering the reality of the learning to trade journey can be tricky in an industry filled with many myths and misconceptions. The aim of this podcast is to generate clarity over this journey through documenting the challenges and the solutions I personally experience as I move through the process from novice to consistently profitable trader. Everyone's trading journey is unique, yet if a shared tip or trick in this podcast can shave even 1% off of your learning curve, then that will be a job well done. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the outcome and things I've noticed from my trade plan review, um, which I think would be helpful to listen to, for for you to listen to. Um, hopefully you'll get a couple things out of it. As always, let me know if you do. So I've been doing a trade plan review and you can hear about why in previous podcast episodes. By the way, people will come to me on Instagram and be like, can you do a podcast episode about what beginners like need to focus on in their, I don't know, when they're learning how to read a price chart. And I'm like, I did so many episodes early on about stuff like this, like just scroll right back and that stuff is all there. I've included everything from my journey. I'm drinking an echinacea, an echinacea tea today. It's actually really nice cutting down on the caffeine. So, okay, I want to, so my trade plan review, it's been more around the houses than I was expecting. And this is how I think of it. The analogy came to me literally in the last hour. So our hot water went off, right? We woke up this morning, for some reason, the hot water and the radiators just like aren't working. And the guy is coming tomorrow. So like our house has been so freaking cold today. I think it's something to do with the pressure because I remember this happening at uni, like it suddenly just went off. Um, anyway, so like it's been so cold in my house today. And I was just thinking, so I cleanse my face twice a day, morning and evening. And obviously normally I have access to a shower, to freaking hot water, so on and so forth. And today I have boiled the kettle and poured it in a bottle and took it upstairs, freaking used, like, put my flannel in it, got the hot water from that and cleansed my face and then did my skincare routine because I really love skincare, basically. And it's just part of my routine. And this is how I compare it to my trade plan review. Do you go the extra mile when shit hits the fan or when things aren't going as expected? Do you actually step in and say, right, let's be thorough, let's look at this, let's go? Or are you just like, meh, it's only a day, you know, I'll miss cleansing my face today. I really view it as that, like, do you go the extra mile in your trading? Or are you gonna just going to sit there knowing something's qu- not quite right with your system, but you're just going to trade it for a couple years anyway and be in the same spot in two years time? That's really how I view it. And I'm so pleased that I've done this trade plan review. And to be honest, I'm actually really glad that um, I was kind of forced into having to do this because there's been a few changes which are key. And that's what I'm going to go into now because I'm rambling. The first thing, this is a major thing, okay? So I have identified that the issue I've been having in my trading uh is because of the way i draw my outside returns it's the one area of my whole trade plan that isn't black and white and it's led to me having doubts when i'm doing my analysis each day and the thing is 
95% of the time, I'm absolutely fine. And it's not that I don't feel confident with the rules of how you define a trend. In terms of outside returns, retracements, pullbacks, potato, potato, they're the same thing. Um, But how tier one teacher, how I've learned it, you have rules for your extensions. But in terms of what qualifies as as a pullback, that is completely up to you and up to your eyes. Is this a retracement to you? Is it not? And because a lot of people I know who, you know, are successful, profitable traders, they have just gone with feeling confident with their eye. Over time, It's be- they've become very confident with it. It works for them. I just thought, well, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I felt, like I'm saying, 95% of the time I felt confident. So I thought that 5%, you know, just over time it will work itself out. So I started doing my um, retesting. And what I'm saying is, so I have my trade plan as it stands. My original retesting that I did about a month ago, I was testing the current rules of my trade plan, but tracking my filters. So for example, if I say um, price must have created a retest prior to setup, for example, I will track was there a retest prior to setup and then filter afterwards to just check that my filters definitely work because that was my concern originally. So I was doing that and I changed a filter here or there, slight changes. Um, I got rid of the higher time frame on one of my instruments and I began my final retest because once I've done my original retesting, I then test the final rules to make sure everything's fine. And I was comparing year by year as I went through. So once I tested 2009, I would check that the trades were the same as my original testing because this is how I noticed that I was being inconsistent. Five, 10% of the time is not good enough. Um, And there were like two trades in 2010 that I included, which I hadn't included in my original testing and it was because I draw my outside returns differently. And this might sound like not a big deal, but it is a big deal because consistency is how you're gonna get consistent results. And this has been the thing that's literally stressed me in my freaking trading. And I knew this a year ago. It was, it's always been like an area where I'm like, oh, do I need to create a rule for that? But I just thought, no, like I'm fine majority of the time. The the rest of the time, like I'll just eventually become consistent in it. I'll eventually, you know, just be consistent overall. And for me, because I want to go into managing money, I can't go into managing money if I have those doubts where I'm like, oh, you know, something about reading price. I need to be 100% confident. And this was kind of like the final pillar in me having that confidence. The rest of my trade plan, I feel 100% confident in because I've ensured my strategy in itself is black and white, but the way I draw my outside returns wasn't. So I've created a rule. And if you feel this way, um, to be perfectly honest with you, based on the experience I've had, I would say just freaking create a rule right now because it's just not worth the hassle. And everyone's different. Like I'm saying, I know people where they don't have a rule for the outside returns and they're absolutely fine. For me, I should have created it a year ago. It was lingering in my head, but I just kind of went with it. And now look what's happened. So I created a rule and now I'm having to kind of do my original testing again and then I'll do my final retesting because if my outside returns are slightly different because of this rule, it's gonna have a knock-on effect into my results. 
So the rule isn't perfect, by the way, if you create a rule, it's not going to be perfect. There are some outside returns because of this rule that I have to include, which usually I wouldn't have, and that's just the way things go. Rules aren't perfect 100% of the time. As long as it works, you know, 90% of the time, I'm happy, because my goal is consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Like, I really don't care. Um, I just don't care about anything other than that. If it comes to the point where I'm doing my retesting now and the strategy isn't profitable in the same way that it was without creating a rule for my outside returns, so be it, the strategy will change because I'm just not changing this now. I, you know, when you just feel in your gut that this is the right way to go, um, it just is what it freaking is. That's the thing. Adapt the strategy to how you read price. Don't adapt how you're reading price to the strategy. The strategy is a thing that should be flexible. How you read price is what needs to be consistent. Okay, so that's the first thing I've changed. The second thing, cutoff dates and holidays. So when I was doing my testing, my cutoff date with holidays, I said, I trade until the end of the second week in December then I break until the 31st, begin trading again on the 2nd of January. And the issue with this, these this won't sound like a big deal, but if you have a business again, like you, you literally have a business, you could have a trade on the freaking... Okay, anyway, let me just explain it. So what is the end of the second week of December? If the first is on a Sunday then the following week, that's technically the end of the second week of December. And what I really meant was that it was going to be 14 days into December. So I was like, I just need to change it to, I don't trade after the 14th. And I've also, like I noticed in my um, back testing, I don't want to be entering trades on the 13th or the 14th because I need to be closing everything out on the 14th. I'm on a higher time frame, like it's not going to play out that much for me to be entering trades on the 14th. So I'd rather just have two days. It's all about closing out trades um, for the year and not entering anything new. Clean cut. I don't care if the 14th is a Monday, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it falls on, that is the last of my trading. If the 14th is on a Sunday, then all trades are closed out by the 12th, for example. So, um, and like I'm saying, we are looking, this is literally setting up a business. These things need to be black and white. I love black and whiteness. This just appeals to me. Um, I don't like the whole, is this meant to be this? Is this not meant to be this? I'm just going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs for a hundred hours. No, there's no time to waste. Okay, next thing is having clean and easy to find files. Because when I was trying to look at some of my old back testing, um, it was like, I would try to open a screenshot in my Excel file and it wouldn't open. And that's very frustrating. And the reason was because the file path had changed because I had renamed a folder or some of the screenshots didn't work because I'd accidentally saved it like as the wrong number in terms of how I label my screenshots. And this time round, like I'm literally, I kind of frowned on this to begin with because I remember someone I know, they were like saying how they check their all their back testing once they finish it. And I was thinking that's so overkill. Um, but now I've been doing it because if I need to look back on this in a year, I want it to be freaking, it's there. I go into my file, I can see exactly what I need to look at. And 
that brings me on to another thing in terms of my screenshots even. I label this candle as my setup candle. So I just do a pink arrow and I just write setup. And if it's a late entry, for example, say the setup happens in the night, but I get, I can enter at 6am because we're still in my zone. Um, I, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. I do an orange arrow and I write late entry. And this sounds like overkill. Trust me, I know. George has told me to do stuff like this in the past. Similar things, not exactly this, but about labeling my screenshots and being a bit more detailed. And I've always just thought, why? Why though? And I get it now because it's not about in the moment when you need to, when you're actually doing your testing, because it's all fresh in your brain, but it's about when you come back and just when you open a screenshot, I want to see, oh look, there's a retest. There, the RSI was overbought. There's my signal candle. You don't want to be squinting and trying to work out what's going on in the picture. What were you thinking at the time? So that's the other thing. Next, I said trading hours, sorry. I forgot to kind of mention something else to do with that. So I was talking about trading hours and cutoff dates. So trading hours, I was being a bit trying to squeeze trading into my lifestyle in terms of my trading hours because I said that I would start my trading at 5am each day and I'm not starting my trading at 5am each day. For me, that is just too early in terms of how the time I like to go to bed, when I get up, I don't immediately rush to my charts. Um, it just doesn't work and I kind of realised that. Plus two of my markets don't even open until one opens at six, one opens at seven. Um, so it kind of, it just doesn't make sense for me. So I've changed it to 6am um, because it just fits better with my lifestyle. And I thought trading hours, they're not that important. They're not that important. Um, like I'm not going to miss my setups. But it's like I actually haven't missed any setups because of the time I've got up. But just in terms of feeling like not stressed about things, I know, okay, I start at 6 the first candle close on the 15 minute charts gonna be at quarter past six, for example, for certain markets. Um, for others, I can enter at 6 a.m. if I got a setup in the night. Like, it's just, don't place pressure on yourself. Fit it into your lifestyle. Don't try to squeeze trading in. And the other thing with that is, I have a lower time frame now, right? We'll see after my retesting if that's still there, but I'm pretty sure it will be. And it's the 15 minute chart. And to begin with, I was like, the 15 minute chart, awesome. Like setups are gonna be more regular. They're gonna play out a bit quicker. Um, and what I noticed, and I was like, I don't care if I'm set my, at my charts from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. That's absolutely fine. But since I've been trading it on demo, I've just realized it's not realistic for me to be at my charts from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Because you can't make plans during those hours. Whilst most days, I don't have to do that because I can see that my setup is so far off. It means that, I don't know, I make plans for Wednesday evening, but then 6 p.m. on a Wednesday, price is in my zone, and then what you do, you're literally screwed. And I'm not about to start missing setups because I'm making plans to do other things. So I've said, okay, I'm gonna be at my, I'm gonna not make any plans from 6 a.m. until 1 p.m. 
every day, apart from Wednesday, because Wednesday I don't trade my lower time frame. Um, and then after that, I've cut out all the trades from 1pm onwards. And this has reduced the profitability of that system, but it's con- it's going to make me be consistent. It's realistic for my lifestyle. So that's what I'm happy with. You really just need to think long term. Like this is the thing I'm thinking in two years, would I be happy to not be able to make any plans from Monday to Friday? Can't even potentially go to the freaking shops. Um, I just don't want that commitment to be glued to my screen in that way. I don't mind for some of the day because that's absolutely fine. But for the whole day, no, 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 no. So that's the next thing. Um, also, the final thing is position sizing. So this isn't a learning point for me, but someone asked me this the other day and it was something that, can you hear the fireworks? It's Guy Fawkes night tomorrow, isn't it? Guy Fawkes. Damn. Oh, and it's lockdown tomorrow. To be honest, I feel like I've been in lockdown since... In London, it's going into lockdown tomorrow. But to be honest, I mean, after lockdown last time, I'm not going to lie, I went out a couple of times. um, And it was fun, but then it just became not fun because I went to a wine bar, for example. And the reason we went to this wine bar is because you can take your wine glass up to... There's like all these wines on the wall and you can just like pour it yourself and it's just quite a fun place to go to. Um, And we went there and you have to stay at your table. You have to wear your face mask if you're going to the toilet. It just sucks the fun out of it. You just can't move. You just have to be glued to your seat. You can't socialize, you can't do nothing. You can't even pour your own damn wine. So it's kind of just not very fun, is it really? And then everyone's going to get the tube at 10 p.m. together. It's the stupidest thing, that curfew. So we're going to shut everywhere at 10. So everyone's going to the tube at the same time. Yeah, on a normal day, say if I was leaving at like 1, 2, you're going to be getting a taxi back. Or if you do get the tube, it's going to be completely empty. Um, It's so freaking stupid. Anyway, so I don't remember the point I was making. Anyway, position sizing when you're in a trade. So, for example, in my spreadsheet, let's say I'm risking 1% per trade. When it comes to position sizing, it's not going to be that accurate, but this of course depends on your account size. The bigger your account size, the more accurate your position sizing will be. And the reason I'm saying this is because let's say you want to risk 1% of your account. Your position sizing calculation tells you you need to enter 2,300 units into NinjaTrader, okay? But you can't enter half sizes, it has to be rounded to the nearest thousand. So you either enter 2,000 units or you enter 3,000 units. You have to come up with a rule to say, okay, I always round up unless that risk breaches, for example, 1.5%. So you give yourself um, half a percent of room or you say, I always round down because my max risk is 1%. With me, for example, um, currently my rule is if it breaches 2.5%, then I round down. Otherwise I always round up providing it doesn't, re- it doesn't breach 2.5%. Um, so yeah, just another thing to bear in mind because your position sizing is not always going to be accurate. So yeah, that's basically what I've got to say about my review. Um, I really need to get this done by the end of the year. I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident that I will, but I am like, oh, I hope this rule of my outside returns doesn't change kind of the outcome of my strategies. 
Um, I don't think it will because, I mean, the retesting I've done so far, it looks the same as my original testing. But, you know, you need to be sure at the end of the day. And just once this is done, oh my god, I'm going to be so happy. Because I feel like then I'm literally done with the strategy. I feel like everything's been tested. Everything's black and white. Um, it's all good to go into 2020. I think then in 2020, I'm going to have, like, January of not doing any testing. I always say this and then I probably just will. But I'm going to move on to another strategy on the 15 minute, I think which will also only be traded between one, between six and one. I'm going to keep it like that. Um, and yeah, just kind of add. And oh yeah, another thing I didn't mention, I'm cutting down my portfolio so that I'm only focusing on a few instruments because right now I've got six and I just don't like having six. So I'm changing that as well. Um, but since I'm adding my lower time frame, the profitability is still good. So yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about it. And then hopefully when I'm adding other strategies, um, I can reduce the risk. So like I'm saying, right now on some instruments, the risk is 2%. It would be cool to reduce that to 1%. Um, and once I've got other strategies, you know, the profitability can stay up, but my risk can just be reduced. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's been informative. Um, I've been a bit quiet on social media because... I can't remember if I mentioned, I think I mentioned this last week, see what I mean, I'm just so not with it in terms of anything outside of what I'm doing in my trading, because the other stuff will come, I don't even want to be big on social media to be honest, Um, like I'm happy with the amount of followers I've got, it's all just to, you know, document the journey, engage with a couple people, but I'm, I just, I don't know, I don't feel, when I'm seeing like Jason the kill people like making fake accounts pretending to be them like it's kind of scary <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it's like why are you freaking posting pictures of someone else's kids and pretending to be them you fucking weirdo um i'm joking i have empathy for you if that's you but please just create your own account okay just create your own account just be yourself you don't need to impersonate jason or Akil, as flattering as it is um but anyway have a very happy lockdown i hope you've not been impacted too much if you're listening to this i know some people have literally lost their livelihoods which is a madness um and i'll see you guys in next week's episode bye